were talking a little bit about our topics this morning. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm and, excited um, about it. I think there might be a little crossover, just a small, there, there's, there's one bit, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a, a, a disclaimer, a, a tag, I guess, there's a little bit of a NSFW bit in oh. my, in my uh, segment today. Okay, good. And I mean, as much as we cuss and say, say, say the C word and stuff. It, you think, like, how much worse could it be? It's just, I just want to give a little bit of a... I'm going to laugh in your face if it's not a big deal. It's not a huge deal. It's it's slightly sexual. Oh, I'm excited to hear what this not safe for work element. Slightly yes. not safe for work. Let's, let's... It's a little nefarious. We're getting a little weird. We're getting a little weird. Getting a little kinky. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be talking about marjoram. We got some herb action going, which nice. you did an herb for the last episode, but this yeah. one's different enough. I'm feeling herby. I'm feeling, I am. I'm feeling herby too. And uh, this is like, I've discovered, I think, my herb. Mm. Like in researching it, I was like, well, this is perfect. It's nothing like it. It's great. Yeah. And, I love uh, making a soul connection with, yeah. with something like that. Well, and there's some fun, uh, there's some good ritualistic elements to it that you can do that are really fun. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, nice. you can get a little, uh, you can get a little weird with it. I love getting weird. I love to get weird. <laughs> getting weird is my favorite. And, uh, so you can do some fun things, uh, very, uh, optimistic things. Mm. Extremely happy, happy herb. Like really? it, it just, yeah, it just like radiates positivity and happiness. That's lovely. It's very nice. So I'm, I'm very excited, uh, to, to talk about it. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot ever since I've done the research mm-hmm. and, uh, I want to. I want to pick some up. You were just stuff. beaming this morning, like talking about. You were like, "This I, is my. This is my thing." I love it, and <laughs> I think it. Um, just part of it is uh, contagious. Like mm. when you love you a know, contagious herb, I do. <laughs> and when you read up on it though, and see what it does, and you know its history and everything like that, and what it's all tied to, it's hard to not feel happy because it's just like not even a coincidence at this point, you know. <laughs> I'm also gonna get a little bit weird. I like weird today. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some weird history. I'm gonna do some witch myths. Oh, um, these are some of the most common um, witchy myths, or, or or at least things that have led to the development of what we see, like tropes. To, yes. Okay. Yes. What we see today, when we, of course, we're all at the point when we hear the word witch, we just like think of like our friend who's like a witch yeah, pretty much but when most people they hear witch we're thinking of that cartoonish halloween yeah. style Hocus witch. Pocus. yes all right so some of these in my research some of these warrant their own episode like the the first thing i want to get into yeah. there's so much there especially in like ancient roman and greek they had some really really cool cool shit there's some cool shit and it's also extremely fucked up which i I'm all about <laughs> the like the more fucked up the situation is just it just it, there's been enough time I think that where we can look at it objectively and yeah. be like yeah that's fucked up that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so the first thing I want to talk about is this uh, this notion of of the witch always being an old haggy woman. No, that's a biggie. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of women died for no reason because of that. Oh yeah, and it's one of the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a lot of people out there think that. It was something that came up around the same time that we were making the the enlarged nose and like the okay. skin growth and the yeah. ha-ha voice, you know, which is all kind of fairly recent developments. But this one is old school myth. Uh, so yeah, it started with the Romans and the Greeks, who had some interesting names for these 
women before they were before they were witches they were called uh respectively strix and La- lama lamia and this meant anytime a woman <laughs> they thought that these women would turn into screech owls oh i like that and they would turn into uh screech owls and they would go flying around looking for young men and children to suck the blood out of i feel like they could have picked a better animal. A screech, than a screech owl? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's a cool animal, but I don't see a, a screech owl's beak being good at blood sucking. Like pecking, yeah. a little, like, at the neck. And then, yeah, I think they would transform back into their, their human form, which was usually an older woman or uh, what, we, what we would think of as a very sexy vampire lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so witches, at least in, in these two cultures, have their roots in almost a vampiric, uh, kind of thing. And, and, uh, if I remember correctly, the vampire and the witch kind of have their beginnings at the same start point and then branch off. Mm. So, um, they were vampire witches at the time. Um, but they were, they were viewed as, as old little haggy women because, um, these were the women working with the herbs and, mm-hmm. you know, they were usually like the midwives and, and things like that. And I'm not really sure where the owl came into play. Like, why it was a screech owl? I had read a couple of people say that it was because it was just the most, like, shockingly loud and, like, disruptive. And it's nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how uh, the last episode with the how, familiars. Yeah, animals were kind of suspected if mm-hmm. they uh, were nocturnal. This was at a time where a lot of midwives, their their jobs, they were being persecuted, you know, and uh, a lot of these jobs that were traditionally like women's were being taken over mm-hmm. and they were trying to essentially strip women of power in a lot of places. So it was a scary thing. So mm-hmm. they wanted to associate these old women with these scary screeching birds mm-hmm. um, that would fly around. And, and it was said that they would turn into these owls and they would go out Looking for lovers to torment or children to eat. You have to fuck shit up. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and I love the, um, cause I feel like eating children, that's like an OG witch myth, uh-huh. you know, eating children, but the finding lovers to torment. Oh yeah. That just sounds like somebody was personally scorned by like an old, like their old woman lover. That and they were just like, she turns into an owl and fucks guys. I don't know. That reminds me of, do you remember those books, Scary Stories to Read in the Dark? Yeah. And they had that amazing illustration. With yes, those... yes, yes. Well, one of the stories was that a witch <laughs> keeps turning this guy into a horse every night. And he's so fucking tired. And like, he lives all day as a dude. And like, right at nighttime, he turns into a horse and she rides him all night long like a bat out of hell. And she just keeps doing it. And that's what that reminds me of. Like, they're just fucking with people. She's like, oh, you're tired? You've had a hard day working as a blacksmith? Yeah, it's like... Turn into a horse and I'm going to run you ragged. Yeah, that's pretty much. And like, it was just over and over again. (laughs) Uh, The next one that I found really interesting is... This is something that I have been obsessed with, like, in the the portrayal of witches for a long time. is like the green skin. Yeah. And that was a really, really... Because there's no super deep it's not super deep and witchy this one but it is really interesting like a little piece of like our history Mm -hmm. and and not too long ago this this was a new thing like green skin thing comes directly from the technicolor mgm masterpiece that was the wizard of oz Oz. 
And uh, the only reason that that happened is because they had this Technicolor, this, the, you know, this new They were technology. just trying to make everything as colorful as they possible. They were trying to show off. And apparently this green color read really good. And, it, and it's true. If you do watch the film, that green color it's like, looks really good. And yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, same thing with her ruby red slippers. In the book, they were not ruby red. Yeah, they but just, man, they're fucking pretty... Because uh, so much of that movie now just feels like how it much, was color for sport. How yeah? It how was. much of this was just for showing well, off? Well, and like remember the field of bright red poppies, mm-hmm. and I mean it really was. It was just like a uh, a color bath. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's interesting, and it, that's one of the movies that like today I watch it, and it's just it's so stimulating. It really that is. it's almost too much. It is. It's a lot. Uh, and, have you ever watched it with the Pink Floyd album? I've always wanted to do it's cool. that. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So before the before the Wizard of Oz and before like the the green toxic oil paint that yeah, they that slather almost on. burned her. Well, that's not what burned her, but it didn't help. <laughs> Trap door almost burned her face off. The more and more you learn about the movie, the more you realize how fucked. Did you it ever is. read up what they did to Judy Garland? Pumped like, her full of full of cigarettes and drugs, and, and wouldn't let her eat. Yeah, horrible. It, it's insane. And um, you know, I mean, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So the next one I've got is a little controversial. The overly large, like, crooked nose. Oh, okay. Yes. Anything that is seen as uh, not the peak of beauty. Like, oh, right. you know, anything that's seen that could be taken as a, as a flaw, they would take that and they would exaggerate it. Mm-hmm. But it also, goes, it also goes deeper than that because one of the oldest ways to view witches was as the old hag, the crone, the old mm-hmm. woman. Um, and as we age, you know, that cartilage It does. It grows, never stops growing. You know? So... So uh, it was taken from a very literal place, even even before we were focusing in on making it com- like comedically yeah. large and pointy. They were already portrayed as like kind of big bulbous. Yeah, nose. like kind of cauliflower nose. Yeah, nose. cauliflower nose, like kind of red, like yeah. a little rosacea happening. You know, I, I saw a lot about this, and I have to touch on it because I it would just it would be unjust to not touch on it. A lot of people think that this has roots in like anti-Semitic pro- propaganda. Yeah, the, you know? yeah, I understand. This was already in a time. This is fairly recent recent history here, where the word witch was like a negative connotation for like a a woman we didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, an ugly old hag that we didn't like fuck her give her a big nose and relate her to like jewish stereotypes Mm. a lot of people think that that had no basis you know what i mean that it was it was already like a like a thing it was already portrayed that way and it's it's seen more that way now than it was back in the 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 time of like the second world war you know what i mean like it's almost again it's that myth that that made itself oh i see you know so somebody started saying oh i think that has roots in like anti-semitic things so it kind of began snowballing okay and now in a lot of ways it, it can be it can be viewed as that and even to the point of where like it's almost embarrassingly obvious yeah you know in in some costumes and some um there's still like those propaganda portrayals yeah. out there you know uh so it is a little bit of a touchy su- subject that that is rooted in like actual human anatomy like we get old we get the big noses mm-hmm. old women of course are witches uh, and that was a really, really interesting one, but it's not quite, 
It's not quite like this next one. I'm ready for this one. Lay it on me. I have heard this one before. And like I said, when I heard it, my first thought was like, no fucking way. That's one of those like, you know, oh, you know, if your hand is bigger than your face, you're going to die soon kind of things. Like it it was just too, what? You know, you know. You sounded like totally like a Minnesota and to, oh, well, you know, if your hand is as big as your face. I know Minnesota is not tied in, but I was just thinking up north. We're from the south. Anything above the like Oklahoma, yeah. (laughs) Anything above that is is north to us. But after um, we were talking about the sturgeon fish slap of death, we had somebody who lived on Lake Huron, Huron, like Huron, Huron. Uh, We had somebody write us from from up there saying that she lived on the Great Lakes. And she says she's aware of, of the sturgeon. And she said, there are sturgeon in the lake that I live on. And since I was a child, I have had nightmares about Of getting them. fish slapped to death? Yeah. It's a very valid nightmare. <laughs> she's like, By an armored tank she, of death. She's like, so I was, she's like a related very much to the fear. <laughs> so then, you know, we're talking and, and I'm just chatting with her and just having like this conversation because I told her I can't get it out of my head. Mm. I, it has bothered me. It's. I'm shook to my core about it. So she starts talking to me and she's telling me these things like, she's like, oh, well, we have an aquarium near us. She said, where there's one that's like this fucking massive sturgeon. It's like a school bus. And, you know, and she says like, it, it, it'll like go up and it'll like hug or it'll like give affection to the, the guys who have to go into the tank, you know, oh, it's and a sweet care thing. for it. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I would shit, actually shit. If one of them tried to get near me. I don't care if it's giving me a hug. I think it's cool. You know what? It's just, it, it's putting my stomach in knots. It's humbling to, because I think, you know, we as people, we think we're all that, you know? Yeah. But it's, the water I have such a respect for. Like, the ocean and lakes and water is like, that's a world that's not mine. Deep fear. You know? And it's like, I have the respect for it to be like, I don't belong there. You know, there's things in there that can kick my ass. And I accept that. And that's not their fault if they do. But it's a scary place. Like, the ocean is not something that I mess with. I'll get, like, maybe mid-shin deep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all. I'll, uh, I I do love me some ocean, you know. I can do it better if I can see. No, I'm lying. I, I love some beach. That's, you know, some blue crystal water. That you can see through. See, if I can see through it, but man, like, getting out in the Deep water. ocean? No. no. It makes my stomach knot up. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, uh, Hunter and I went sea kayaking in La Jolla, and uh, so we were out about three miles in the ocean, which that was funny because we were on kayaks, you know? But we were three miles in La Jolla Cove, which is famous for not only sharks, but also just, like, it's it's a powerful ocean, and there's, like, riptides and shit, and there I were, had a violent reaction when you said sharks. There <laughs> were swimmers crossing the cove, and they were three miles out, just swimming. Like, you'd be kayaking, and you'd just see a swimmer in the middle of fucking nowhere, and that made me want to pass out, because they can't see. It's not clear water out there. It wasn't at least when we went. And they're three miles in the ocean. They can't see. Like, it, it absolutely, those people have balls that I will never yeah. have. Yeah. It's like people, you know, when you see, like, the the photos of 
people who go up on the very tall buildings and they take like the selfie stick. And oh, I did like, that. Barely. You did. Yeah. You laid on the glass thing. Yeah. Know? That was fun. Or it was kind of a like, Holding on to the thing with one hand and you're so far up into the sky that like there's just clouds and you can't see. Well, you fuck know? those people. Like oh, I have to be in a, at least in mine, I was in a glass box, you Ooh, know, Lord. like. But yeah, I don't understand. Heights aren't really a problem for me though. Really? Heights are my number. I I have three things that I always say are my number one because I can't decide which terrifies me more. Heights, tornadoes, and the ocean. Yeah. Because there's so much shit in the ocean that it's not even an issue of there's so much shit in the ocean that can kill you. It's just unknown. It's, it's unknown. Like that. We've explored what, like 1% of our oceans or yeah, something crazy? Yeah, something like that. absolutely ridiculous. And the more every year you watch, um, like things like, uh, like Blue Planet or, yeah, you know, the things like that that come out. And every single time there is a slew, there's textbooks and textbooks of new things new they've things. discovered. Weird fucking Yeah, you can't tell me that, like, the Marianas Trench isn't a portal to another dimension. No, you can't tell me that, uh, that fish aren't aliens. That's the thing. Fucking, like, an octopus is an alien. Yeah. Have you seen videos of the shit they can do and how smart they are? I don't like it. They are so smart, and they can literally, there's nothing their body can't do. I don't like it. They are aliens. Like, I actually kind of am just like, they were here... They were just, they're just this own little alien species mm-hmm. that is so much smarter than us and they're just doing their thing. And, um, the fact that so much of it hasn't evolved in a long time because it basically hit perfection millions yeah, of years like ago. Yeah, like sharks and whales and like. Yeah, they're like, no, we're done. Humans, yeah. y'all can keep evolving and keep changing to the point where mm-hmm. you can trace it. But we're going to stay the same for millions and millions of years because, because we're, we're fucking good. We're killing machines and we were, we're perfect now. Yeah. And it's just, I don't like it. I, Gonna get back to my topic. <laughs> There's nothing like a dose of heart-wrenching fear in the morning. I'm telling you, it just keeps you humble. <laughs> Alright, so... One of the biggest questions you may have is, why is a witch always with her broom? Oh. Okay. Uh, or more specifically, why are they flying their brooms? Mm. It's become so synonymous with witches that we don't even question the fact that how weird is that? That's not. That's weird. Flying on a broom, like I get flying, and not comfortable, and not not at all. with female anatomy. Well, not the way that these people use. Them. I'm very excited to hear here, this. Here we go. I am ready. <laughs> um, First of all, I want to touch on that the the broom or the the besom besom yeah besom besom how do you besom, say that besom, besom. gusta I read it very sci-fi like besom like <laughs> I read like besom oh I'm God. sure I should go and and look it's probably up. like besom <laughs> yeah something so different <laughs> that's the one word that's straight out of Texas yeah. besom besom <laughs> Um, so, so that, that's a deep, that goes way further back than this particular Okay, um, than this thing. little theory thing. Um, however, we weren't seeing, we, we, we weren't seeing them flying on their brooms. Okay. They were using their brooms for cleansing, metaphysical, yeah. and, and, and a lot of like ritualistic type stuff, you sweep out your circle out, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. used for protection, everything. So this is not about that. This is specifically the flying on a broom. I'm ready. There's there's a couple of things that are very human nature in this to me. Like uh, the first thing is constant search that humans have to get high. 
Um, (laughs) Especially on, like, psychotropic or Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. uh, hallucinogens. Every civilization has figured out somewhere or another to alter their mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it usually starts with plants. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Before before there were chemists, you know, cooking up meth out of Comet and stuff. People were making ayahuasca out of two types of plants plants. in the rainforest. (laughs) And traditionally... Who had the best knowledge and control of plants? Them fucking witches. Yes, ma'am. Getting people high. (laughs) So when it was discovered that um, a lot of like rye bread, the way that they would make rye bread and rye-like substances, uh, in the process. Now, I'm not sure. I don't think it was fully baked. I think it was in the process of like fermenting. I don't know. Basically, at some point, there was this stuff that would grow on it called ergot and it was it was like a fungus or like a. have heard of it before i don't know what it is though <laughs> yeah it was it was a fungus and it had very strong hallucinogenic properties. It's like magic mushrooms yeah there, there were a slew of other witches herbs that had that we still know to this day yeah to have some kind of marjoram does exactly it's got it yeah it's got it has some ties and uh some, mm-hmm. some stuff like that they took this stuff that was a little bit more powerful than your everyday uh, plant that you could pick out of the ground and mm-hmm. be like, this has hallucinogenic, you know, and they got these witches to start working on it. Fuck yeah. They want to, you know, they want to help, they want to help your boy get high. She's so high, high of me. You know, that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah? Yeah, top five. It always makes me think of uh, The Parent Trap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. It always makes me think of The Parent Trap. And I'm not even sure if that song's in The Parent Trap. It's just that era of time. I remember being a kid and we had our pool. And we always had that uh, radio out there. Yeah. And it was just during those early 2000s, late 90s years. Oh, boy. I I remember that song. I remember Kiss Me, Sugar Ray. Mm. Every morning. I remember all of these summer songs. Can we talk about the fact that Sugar Ray started off as like a metal band? Yeah, and is mentioned on Road Rash many times. If anyone out there has played Road Rash 64, hit us up. I gotta find Sugar Ray, I can't stop now. Give me all your money. Sometimes I drive slow. Sometimes I drive quick. Mean machine. (laughs) We did say we were going to do metal this episode. Oh my god. It works. That worked. Full circle. Wow. That stays. Okay. So witches are getting people stoned. They they start to break this this fungus down and they start to, to see, you know, hey, if I, if I do this, it's going to be a little stronger. If I do this, it'll have more adverse effects. And they start to pair it up with similar plants that have similar properties. And they call it witch's brew which was a happy accident yeah that i stumble across a whole other thing a like, whole other thing yeah, yeah the witch's brew witch's brew so in the witch's brew it would contain usually a mix of this um ergot or ergo who knows if i'm saying okay. it properly <laughs> hemlock nightshade henbone mandrake among other things and i gotta guess that after talking that uh majorum was probably one of it, them. yeah i almost guarantee you it was and i've heard a lot about mandrake too that's one that i want to touch on mandrake eventually. yeah it's a uh, mandrake's cool after they kind of perfected their recipe that they liked and it would vary from witch to witch and from place to place um but after they kind of got the the formulation that they more or less dug 
they would try to ingest it in different ways. You know, do we crush it up and eat it in food? Do we smoke it? Do we drink it in a potion? Like, how do we mm-hmm. ingest this? And what they found was um, anytime they would eat it, they would have the side effects that they're that, okay. that they would have the desired side effects but they would also have some pretty severe like nausea and vomiting and just all kinds of like gastro so it's like ayahuasca they they were not enjoying the shits is what i'm saying okay that came with it um i see now why you said that i might not enjoy it you might not enjoy it so they went about try, you know being industrious women they went about trying to find different ways to put this in their body they found topically. Topically was a good way to do it. Interesting. Well, the skin is the largest organ in the body. It makes sense. So anywhere with a lot of glands, uh, they found that so under, like under the arms, under the arms was inner, a very, like, I think, like inner, like kind of, yeah, any, stuff, anywhere like, yeah. that under the knee and shit. anywhere that'll sweat. Yeah, you know, they found that under the arms was a really good spot. However, due to the um, the fashion at the time, it was not completely. It wasn't a viable option to get to the armpit. All the yeah. time, you know. Um, but what were women wearing a lot of times then? Big old skirts. Yeah. Like Did sometimes they just put them up their gooch. Well, listen, up their gooch. Oh my god, <laughs> their gooch. Oh, Jesus. Did they just put it in their taint? Just, they just shove it right against their taint. Um, <laughs> Mace, you're not wrong, actually. Really? Okay. They found that that's a glandular they, place. They decided if they applied it directly to the hoo ha. It would, um, you remember that commercial? Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Oh, fuck. Yes, I do. <laughs> Witches brew. Apply directly to the genitals. <laughs> um, if they put them on their, on their Lulus, they would absorb them and have these trips. Interesting. So it became, you know, so this little drug ring started, you know, mostly with like witches, witches in the, in the middle and in the forefront, you know, yeah. and they would be distributing these to mostly other women yeah. because, uh, putting their own little herb boxes. Little, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my witch's brew for your witch's box. Your witch box. And, um, <laughs> they decided to, to have, to be a little cheeky here. Okay, good. I like cheeky. And they were looking for a way that they could distribute this and carry this around and have this in their homes and whatnot a little bit under wraps. So they decided to take a very popular item from uh, witchcraft history. A broom. They took the broom. It was at this point they had figured out how to put it into an ointment form. Gotcha. So you would go to a, your local witch's hut. You would buy a broom so you could just, you're casually strolling home with a broom. Okay. That has and they been, would coat it. It has been pre-greased. Oh, they would go. Wow. Through, they would go through the 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 task of pre-greasing this it for is you. Fascinating. And you would take it home. And sometimes it was like the actual. Getting a little graphic. Sometimes it was the actual end, and it was just an insertion kind of thing. That's what I was picturing this whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Sometimes it was more of like a midway down kind of thing. So you could like carry it and it was like kind of more of like the pole itself, the hand, not the handle, but like the broom stick. Okay. Was kind of greased with this stuff. And because it was uncomfortable, you know, to, to go full penetration. Here. Yeah. With a splintery wooden broom up the Viana. Okay. It was not completely. So what they did is they would kind of grease the Do side so of it. They would just kind of, so they yeah, could, so I know they where could, you're going. Our, let's just say our typical, they uh, could ride the broom. They could ride the quotation broom. marks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am how we so picture it. 
about this. <laughs> this is great information. I just did not know this. I'm really so, loving this. It gets it gets even more interesting to me because you couldn't just talk about this with everybody. You yeah. could talk about this from the witch who sold you well, the yeah, broom. Yeah, you might be killed for being a fucking witch. And your other yeah, you fuck with plants, you're a witch, you're dead mm. at this point in history. You know, so you you ride your broom and then you talk about it with your lady friends. So it took a little while for people to kind of realize that one of the biggest um, sensations of this drug was a sense of, of flying and floating and weightlessness. Right. So they're getting high on their broom. So they're yeah. flying. It on became their broom. a thing, you know, they would go flying on their broom and then it became a whole thing where they said they would, um, you, they'd have like little code terms and stuff with it, or, or even just like taking, you know, poking fun at it saying, um, I'm, I'm going to go fly tonight. I'm going to show how high by, I want my, I'm going to show I my crops, how high I want them to grow. Love this. And I, I love that. I want to show my crops how high to grow yeah. is basically the same as I'm going to go get so high. I'm going to get so high. You guys <laughs> like off to the stratosphere high, like by riding my greased broom that's coated with herbs made mm. by a witch. Are you fucking kidding me? No, man. That is some cool history. Integrate. I love that. So that's that's the history behind that, which is funny when you look at it today. The way that there's like cute little yard signs of a witch holding her, I or like never riding see it her the broom. same way again. Or that thing where it's like the witch's legs, yeah, wrapped around a tree, yeah. and her broom's like sticking out yeah. the back. I'm like, I know what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, never look at it the same way. That's great. That's very, very great. (laughs) I like that a lot. Very interesting. And then that's also one of those things that was taken when it it became common knowledge about what they were doing Uh at the time. Um, It was taken and it was portrayed as a bad thing. Oh, they're witches and they're riding that broom. Well, they're having a good fucking time doing it, dickhead. (laughs) Fucking riding the broom. You can take a page out of their book. You need to go ride the broom. I thank you for that. You're welcome. I really like that. I was really, I knew that that was going to be the, uh, the cornerstone of my uh, piece today. Very informative. <laughs> I'm a fan. Well, it's also it just points out the ingenuity. I mean, yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Like these women were going to get high no matter what. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I like about it. Like they found a very discreet, but Awesome. Yes. Awesome way to do it. Yes. Like, I just, I love it. I think it's excellent. <laughs> and I just, I have this image, and I know it's probably nothing like it was, but I have this very, like, stylized image of, like, uh, of a town square, and there's, like, a woman walks up to a booth, and she, like, gives a wink to yeah. another woman, and she, like, slides her a broom, and there's just, like, that understanding. And yeah. it's this underworld of broom riders. I love it. <laughs> very cool. So you think you you think you have an herb that might have graced the the yanni at one point? I do, <laughs> I do. This is a cool herb. I really like it a lot. Uh, I think it's one that I'm definitely going to start working with a lot, and uh, I think you'll be interested in it too because there are some really great ritualistic type things that you can do with it. Uh, it's cheap, it's easy, but it's also fun. Mm. And that's kind of the, the, this herb is fun. It's lively and happy. It's a, it's a very pretty little plant. Uh, and it's kind of flavored pine and citrusy. Mm. Uh, I love to cook with it. It does. It has like a good citrusy type feel to it. Uh, and it's indigenous to Greece, Cyprus, and Turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it has a strong, strong association with love. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a big love herb. Uh, it's due to a, a close association with Aphrodite. Mm. 
Um, yeah, you know, she's this fierce Aphrodite. There it is. It comes back. Uh, the she's fierce, beautiful goddess of love, uh, as well as Isis, the Egyptian goddess of love and all blessings. Mm. So it's always interesting when you have two cultures that both do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I always think that that kind of gives a little bit of merit. Yeah, to the topic, yeah, yeah. You know? There's a sense of validation. Right? Yeah, I love that. Unsurprisingly, it's kind of believed to be essential in love spells. Ah. Uh, so this is a big sachet herb. Many ancient cultures would sew or weave a sachet of marjoram into a wedding gown. Aww. And, you know, kind of for long-term happiness and fertility. Mm. Uh, it's a super happy herb. I mean, it is. Like, this is just a happy little plant. Uh, <laughs> it's said to bring smiles and optimism and banish sadness. Oh. It's, yeah, it's like, it's not, sadness is not allowed. Like, it's just this little warrior who's just, like... I do. I picture him as just, like, a little... Just like, whooping no sadness's ass. Just, <laughs> just, like, brandishing, like, a wooden spoon. Yeah. Get, get on, you! <laughs> um, so, uh, burning crushed marjoram on charcoal mm. in all four corners of the room uh, while singing and being joyous and just having a good time. It invites in positive elementals mm. and unhappy uh, spirits. Yeah, so uh, it's a very uh, inviting but cleansing herb at the same mm -hmm. time. I thought that was kind of interesting. Marjoram is long used to banish winter sadness. <gasps> very, very interesting. I, saw, I see the tie-in. It is big too. for winter seasonal depression. Uh, but not only that, it's pretty commonly ingested to prevent colds. Flu, oh. uh, things like that, congestion. It's a good uh, immuno booster, it mm. seems. That's what it was used for. Uh, I do want to say, and I don't know why this is, but I should mention it. It says don't drink it when you're pregnant, just so you know. And just general disclaimer with anything about herbs and stuff. Yeah, make sure you check on that first. Yeah. <laughs> um... A mixture of marjoram and violets in a sachet together is said to uh, also, like, that really helps prevent against the winter sadness and things like that mm. combination, the marjoram and the uh, the violets. Oh. And it also is said to please the fairies. Oh. Yeah. So the name marjoram translates uh, as joy of the mountain. Mm. Uh, it really, I mean, every, through and through. Uh, and Greeks believed uh, if it sprung from the graves of those past, uh, that they were having a good afterlife. Dope. Yeah. Very Rohan-esque, too. I yes. those white flowers on the Emma tombs. Emma has it graced the tombs of my <laughs> There it is again. Um, you can uh, place it around the house in, like, potpourri dishes to clear away sadness and, you know, keep the atmosphere very light. I need some of this on me at it's all great times. i know so uh on a waning moon sprinkle the dried herb on your floors all over your floors uh and leave it overnight and you can do the whole time you're doing it just like in that other ritual just be joy dance and mm. sing and really just get it all out you put know? on some kick-ass music yeah and just like sprinkle it on the floors and just have a moment with it you know um and leave it overnight, and as you're going to bed, imagine it just absorbing and clearing away mm. all of the negativity and jinxes, anything, oh. you know. Uh, and in the morning, sweep it up. And uh, I kind of would want to burn it. Yeah. I think, you know, just to kind of take it outside and clear away all of that mm -hmm. stuff that it picked up. Let it go back. Yeah, you know, just kind of send it out. Um, 
or I, you could just probably just sweep it into the earth, you mm-hmm. know, and, but yeah, so sweep it up in the morning, take it outside and hmm. it's kind of absorbed all of that. Ah, really, it's like a spiritual baking soda. It, that's yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> and I thought that was great. Uh, so there are some mind altering properties to it. Uh, not super, super strong. You put it up your butt. But it, <laughs> it was used in the OG absinthe. Oh. Yeah, it, before it was illegal. So there was it was used in absinthe. Before it was just an alcohol. Like yeah, it had like back some... when absinthe was like a mamma Back jamma. when that meant something. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was in there. It was also, it was used everywhere. It was used in ales before hops became the standard. Uh, marjoram is known to, uh, and it, this is one of the biggest benefits, uh, smooth the muscles of the digestive system. So it's supposed to really help you with digestion, and as well as menstrual cramps, because it smooths the womb muscles as well. It calms oh them boy. down, which I was just like, uh, yes, all please. Give all, me a basket of it. I will eat it in a I will salad. eat it with a spoon. <laughs> um, uh, it's good for relaxing the mind and easing insomnia. Uh, because this is, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's almost, I know it doesn't. But it has a lot of the same characteristics that marijuana does in the sense of okay, it's, yeah. it's very happy, but at the same time, it's very relaxing. Relaxing. But it's uh, by no means the same kind Might of... Might help ease pay, some pain. Yeah, it's it's probably more like CBD, I guess. Okay. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it relaxes the mind and eases insomnia. It also is um, really good for overcoming grief and emotional upset uh, to kind of help dig you out of that. Because it is, it's just this ray of sunshine herb, oh. you know, and if something's happened to you or maybe in your home, do that thing where you sprinkle it up and, yeah. and you know, kind of let it take that away. It's a, it's a lucky plant too. It's a, a having it around your property, like planted around it. It's kind of said to help create a protective and optimistic barrier. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of working outside too. Yeah. I remember reading about this in that book, uh, the magical household. Nice. They, they have a whole slew about the plants to grow. And mm. I remember reading this one going, Oh shit, I could use some. Water. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> you can add with food along with basil. Uh, they, the two energies and like the properties of the mm. plants work well together to ensure peaceful and happy energies for those who consume it. And I thought this was really funny because I didn't know this, but I use marjoram and basil together all the time. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they do just like taste Does well together. Go ahead, yeah. yeah. But I use them together. Legend says if you anoint yourself with it before bed, you can see your future spouse because it's that love spell thing. You know, it's very love oriented. All right. Yeah. Uh, and if you place a sachet of it uh, under your pillow, you can have very vivid dreams. Oh, give it to me. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's some lavender and an amethyst, and you're going to... Man, you're going to eat some chocolate before bed, and you're going to have some crazy... Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, eating, like, dark chocolate before bed can make you have some crazy dreams. I'm going to do this tonight. I mean, you have some... You can have some wacky dreams. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can also put it in a sachet or uh, however you want. You can use it in a bath. Uh, and from what I was reading, do it every day for seven days. If you're in like a deep emotional rut or dispel grief, sadness, um, do it every night for seven days. Soak in it with a sachet in the water um, to restore your optimism. Mm. Yeah. To kind of get you back on a plane. Of Re- like, reset All right. Button. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do this. Um, which, you know, I love a bath. Yeah. I love a good bath. You love a good bath. Anything that I can put in my bath water, I'll do it. <laughs> that is, I feel like a human potion. 
in a bath. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm like a sponge just, just soaking, soaking in up. my potion magic. To me, it's almost... Bath water is just useless without shit in it. Oh, that's gross. Then it's just in it. well. Then it's just a. It's just a still shower. Yeah, that's not soaking in it. Arm yourself and your home with this herb. It's it's a stout, happy little shrub, you know. And even its little stance, it's just like I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna go away. Go, you better get you turn around. Get I'll here. get you. Um, it's, I don't know, like, it's just a very cute-looking plant. <laughs> um, so yeah, it promotes love, of course, happiness, uh, will dispel grief, uh, I, I really like that, and sadness, uh, as well as invite in those good spirits and elementals, mm-hmm. and I think we could all use a little bit of good earth elementals oh, yeah. and some, some mystical, optimistic, protective mm-hmm. beings in our house. You know, your spirit familiars, yes. if you will, kind of coming in. and Like, y'all can come chill. Yeah. Hang out. Teach me shit. If you're doing no harm, you're welcome here, you know? Yeah. Which, that really is kind of how it is. I liked it. It's because, you know, we've talked about sage before, how sage is like bleach. Mm-hmm. This one is, it's still cleansing and protective, mm-hmm. but it still is inviting. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a way to... It's not your hand sanitizer of herbs. Yes, exactly. Right. As you're still able to uh, have a little bit of mysticism you know kind of involved and uh but it'll it'll keep them it'll keep them bullies away Mm -hmm. them rascals you know (laughs) but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna pick some up today because i want to start uh just kind of putting it around the house a little bit you know what you've got me on this i'm gonna get some some discs because i have some discs for my hookah somewhere i don't know i'm gonna get some charcoal discs i'm gonna get some majorum and i'm gonna try this shit out today yeah yeah. I'm very excited about it. And an old school way, they would just sprinkle it in the corner. Yeah. Like, just like a pinch in the corner. Um, and just leave there and change it every month. Mm-hmm. So you need to, oh. yeah. Um, That's less often than salt. Yeah, so like every new moon is when it's good to put it down from what See, I, it's so good to track shit like this by yeah. the moon. And so every new moon you need to freshen it all mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And let's uh, let's both get some today. Let's I, some I want today. to. Yeah. Let's try it out, and then let's post about it on our uh, mm-hmm. Patreon Patreon posts I that like we that. do. Uh, yeah. And that can be a little topic of discussion uh, between us and our sweet sweet patrons. 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 I don't like how it's a double word. I don't like words that can sound different. I need all my <laughs> words to sound the same. God damn it. Uh- <laughs> So yes, uh, we do things like that over on our Patreon page. We will post little little snippets, little extra yeah. bits of extra bits of content, topic requests, polls, uh, just extra discussions. We're gonna let uh, you guys know what our next uh, some some of the tiers will let you know what our next episode is gonna yeah. be. So you know if if we say hey in in a, in a week or so we're gonna be talking about. Majorum, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a you have some knowledge, you can jump on in. Oh, that'd be great. Let us know. That would be excellent. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're doing over there. We are Patreon slash WBAH podcast. Which this is episode thirteen, uh, but we have mm-hmm. ghosts on the fifteen. Episode fifteen is our Happy paranormal 13. episode. It is. So as you're hearing this, we will have one more week, and then the week after that will be will be it. It'll yeah? be ghost sewed. So in two episodes. Oh, I'll be talking about the men in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the real men in black, not the nice, friendly men in black that we all think that is. Well, not we all think that. A lot of people are probably very well aware of how fucking scary the men in black are. 
Um, but I'm very excited to talk about it. There are a few things that chill me deep down to my bones. They're one of them. Like the men in black. Them and one more, which is what you're going to be talking about. The black-eyed children. Fuck. Yes. Um, which they I'm are one of my about. biggest fears. We're going to get spooky, and I could see it being a long one, because we love this shit, you guys, and we've been waiting for another paranormal episode, like you can't believe. And now we have the added benefit of having these extra stories from I the know, listeners. I know, I know, I know. Y'all, please send in your stories. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it doesn't even have to be ghosts. It could be uh, anything that you can't explain. Unexplainable phenomenon. Anything that when you think about it, it gives you that little chill. Yeah, that's something true. Deep down, you know, like, that wasn't right. Something's not Something quite was right. a little weird there. We love weird. <laughs> Give it to us. Send those in to wbahpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Excited. We need to go get, we need to be done now. <laughs> like, the other, we just hit the wall. Like, in every episode, yeah, we're just this like, is the point done. where we're like, okay. <laughs> Tenacious D now. It's KG with the feather and the French tickler. Look up, baby, he got the tools. Um.